0: it's sometimes so sobering even for the missionary to watch their own video you know because for so many others it's it's a lot of pictures but when you were the one behind the camera when you you're the one that knows those faces you've spoke to those people you've prayed with people you know you've been there you've done that you know that song it it speaks such volumes you know we're carried to a table where we don't belong you know, so many times we feel so unworthy, you know, that God has, has picked us up to a place that, that we don't deserve, especially us that God has called into the ministry. So many people, they, they look at the missionaries and they, they think it's, it's such a dreaded thing. But I want to speak a word to, to some of you you young, young people, young men and women, that, that maybe God is, is dealing with your heart, that it's not a dreaded thing. It is such an honor, it's such a blessing to be able to go and serve in the field. To be able to work and do what God would have us to do to find your place in the plan of God. It's not a dreaded thing. Don't, don't feel sorry for the missionaries. It, it is such an honor that God has, has called us to a place that we don't belong. You know, we, so many people, they, they look at, at you and they, they say, you know, you don't belong there. They're, they're, there's, there's so much you can do here in America. But, but God has put us somewhere where we don't belong we don't fit in so many times but god has carried us to that table god has put us in that position he's put us in that place where that where that we can be effective in the kingdom but whether whether god calls you across the seas to a foreign land or whether it is right here in your own mission we've all got a, a part to play in the in the plan of god we've all got a part to play we've all got something to do but we should continue to pray the Lord of the harvest that he will continue to send for fellow laborers into the harvest. Whether that's across the seas or whether that's right here. There's a harvest to be had. There's fields all around us. There are fields all around us. We must be working in those fields. The old song says my, my tables are full but my fields are empty. God is, God is still calling laborers, God is still calling each and every one of us, don't, don't look to your neighbor, don't look to, to someone else, but, but realize that God is dealing with you, realize that God is working in your, your heart, in your life, that God has a purpose, God has a plan, God has a, a calling for each and every one of us, we have different callings, we have different purposes, different plans, God God doesn't cut us all out of the same cookie cutter mold, but God has, has a specific calling for you. God has a specific plan for you, but know that God does have a plan for you. Know that you're not the only one single person in the whole world that God said, I've got a plan for everybody, but not you. God has something for you. God has a calling for you, and I am so thankful for, for what God has called me into, where God has has placed me, where where I find my little niche in the plan of God. Because we all do have our own little place. And nobody else can feel your place. Nobody else can feel your shoes. There are people that only you can reach. There are people that you interact with day in and day out. That I'll never meet on this side of glory. But if, but if we'll all do our own part. If we'll all be the witness and be the light that we need to be. We can see people on the other side of glory. That we never met on this side of glory. Because God has allowed me to, and my beautiful wife to go across the ocean and, and to work in foreign fields, we can work with people that, that you'll never meet on this side of glory, but you can still play a part in that. I'm so thankful for the, for the support of churches like this that, that we can go and we can do what God would have us to do. Because it takes us all working together. It's, it's the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. We all work together. It's, it's not my ministry. It's not her ministry. It's our ministry. It's all of us working together hand in hand doing what God has called us to do. Amen. So it is so wonderful to be able to go. And we, and we had these testimonies. It's been so wonderful uh, the last year whenever I was able to go and work in Togo and, and cross over into Benin and steal a, a woman from Benin. But it has been so nice to, to go over there and to just work with the church, work with the nationals, the, the national board, the leaders there, to be able to teach in the Bible school and to, to preach on the radio and go into the prisons and to, to minister to the prisoners and see so many baptized and those filled with the Holy Ghost and and just what God continues to do. And God continues to, to work in these lives. and. And there's a great revival going on, but, it, but it's not just foreign fields. But when we come back to America and we can see the revival still growing here in America, that whenever we left, whenever we went across the seas, and we see what God is doing there, we come back, the church isn't dead here. You know, there still has to be a live church. There still has to be the live mother, amen, amen. that is still nursing and supporting the, the work that's going on there. And whenever we come back, we don't come back to a dead and dried up church. But whenever we come back to America and we begin to go to these churches that have supported us as missionaries, that when we come back we still find that mother alive and well. We still find that support and that there is that strength, that prayer support. Amen, because do not undervalue prayer. Any missionary worth worth their salt will tell you how important prayer is. That yes, so many times we do, we do face those battles. We do go into areas that, that are, are steeped in, in idolatry and voodoo and witchcraft. But it's because of a praying church. It's because of churches that will get on their knees and they'll pray and they'll intercede for missionaries that maybe they don't get to interact with. Maybe you don't even know those missionaries, but you read a name on a map. Yeah. And you decided, I'm going to intercede. I'm going to pray for this nation that I'll never go to. And God hears the prayers of His people and He intercedes in situations and nations because of a praying church, because of people that will bind themselves together, that will get their mind on God and say, I may never go there, I may never meet that missionary, but I can still pray, I can still play a part. Never undervalue that because prayer is so vital. And prayer will move God. God can move the world, but prayer moves God. God moves the world, prayer moves God. So when you pray, you move the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you, it is so wonderful to be with you in the house of God. And I better get into the Word or we'll never get out of here. You'll never be able to make it to the park. (laughs) So we're going to transition into the Word of God. If you all stand me, we'll jump right into the Word again. I I do give honor to your pastor. It is such such a wonderful, wonderful thing to to be in service with him. We're going to go to Philippians 1. Read verses 1 through 6. I'll go ahead and give that to you so you can be turning there in your Bibles. The few that still have physical Bibles. (laughs) Uh, But it is wonderful to be with you in the house of God this morning. And there is such a sweet, sweet presence of God here. It is so wonderful when when the brothers and sisters of like faith can gather together. And we can truly worship the one true God. Uh, so I give honor not only to, to the pastor, but also to his wife and to this lovely church. To the body of Christ. And because we are all a part of the body. Uh, where would the pastor and his wife be if nobody else was here? They would truly be ineffective. But whenever we, we are together, whenever we are the body. No matter what part of the body you play, we're still a part of the body. Amen. So I give honor to each and every one of you this morning. In Philippians chapter 1, reading verses 1 through 6, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If you'll put your Bibles down, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We lift up your name. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace, God. We thank you that you've given us another day to come into your presence, God, to lift you up and worship you, God. We ask you to bless this service, God. Let your anointing rest upon us, Lord. Anoint the congregation, Lord, and anoint me as well, Lord God. Anoint me to speak your word, Lord, no more, no less, Lord. But let me speak what you'd have me to speak, Lord. Let your anointing rest upon this service in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If you'll give give the Lord a hand as you're seated this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'd simply like to to title this message today, He's Not Finished With Me Yet. He's not finished with me yet. As I've already spoken, we all have a purpose, we all have a plan, we've all got something that God is wanting to do, God is working in your life, God is working in your situation. If you don't see the end yet, know that God is, is not finished. If you haven't arrived at the end yet, if you're still breathing, if your lungs are still pumping in and out air, if you're still walking the, in this life of flesh, know that you are not finished. You're not a finished product yet. We're a work in progress, amen? amen. We all have a purpose. We all have a, have a calling. I'm sure we've all heard the, the statement, uh, I'm not what I used to be, or, or I'm not what I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Yeah, and it's a very true statement. I'm not what I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. We need to thank God that I'm not what, I'm used, what I used to be. That God did bring me up out of that horrible pit. That God has brought me such a long way. But never forget that first part. I'm not what I'm going to be. I'm not a finished product yet. I, I haven't made it yet. I, I'm still walking this life. I'm still living by faith. I'm still growing in God. We have to continue to grow. We have to continue in this walk of life. God spoke in Jeremiah and he said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Yeah. We have an expected end. I and mean, we need to understand who was, who was speaking that. That was God. Yeah. This is not the end that I have expected for you. It's not even the end that you have expected for you. But God said, I know my thoughts. God said, I know my thoughts that I think toward you to give you an expected end. It's, it's the end that God expects for you. Yeah, that's God has a purpose. God has a plan. If I can't get anything else across to you today, understand that God has a purpose and God has a plan for you. Yes, God has an expected end for you. It, yes, it's not even sometimes what we expect. It's not even what we would think. But God has greater things for us. He said, I've got an expected end for you. But then he didn't just leave it there. He said, of oh, good, and not of evil God has an expected end God has good things planned for you God has something great for you If you'll just let God have His way in your life Amen. If, you'll, if you'll let God work in your life to, to, to achieve the expected end that He has God will bring good out of it Whatever you're going through Whatever you're facing whatever uh, It's not there to destroy you It's there to, to make you grow Whatever you're going through, just keep going and let God have His way and He'll direct your steps, He'll direct your path and He has an expected end for you of good and not of evil. God God has great things in store for us. God has planned great things for us and He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. He's not going to stop partway through this. You don't have to worry that God's going to bring you partway through and then He's just going to abandon you. But He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's began something in you and He wants to complete it. He's got an expected end for you. So hold on. Hold on, church. Whatever you're going through, hold on. God has an expected end for you. Hold on. Don't give up partway through the race because God's not going to give up on you. Whatever good work He has began in you, He will perform it. I it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Until we cross through those pearly gates, until, until we breathe our last breath and we, we enter into to the gates of glory, we're going to be fighting this fight of faith. We're going to be slogging through things every day, in and out. We're going to have some fights to, to fight. But let, let us never forget that we all all have room to grow. That we're just a work in progress. Yeah. That God is taking us somewhere. That God has not expected in for us. Yeah. Yes, God is expecting things in you and out of you. God has great expectations for you. But know that if God has great expectations for you, it's God that puts it in you. Yeah. God never expects anything out of you that He didn't first put in you. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. God never expects anything out of you that it wasn't He Himself that first put it in you. God knows what you're capable of because God gave you the capability. God doesn't expect you to be able to do anything that you're not able to do because God gave you the ability. Don't think you're able to do anything outside of God. Don't think, well, well, I'm able to sing, but God didn't give me this talent. You have no talent to sing if God didn't give you that talent. You have no ability to do anything if God didn't give you the grace and the mercy to be able to do whatever God has called you to do. So God does not expect any more out of you than He has given you the capability to do. God never expects anything out of us that He didn't first put in us. So whenever God is expecting something out of you, don't think this is such a great thing. Don't think God is exacting too much from me. When God asks something of you, when God requires something of you, you are able to do it because God gave you that ability. Yeah. God's the one that gave you the ability to begin with. Yeah. So whatever your whatever your purpose, whatever your calling, you don't have to worry that you're not capable. Because if God asks you to do it, then He knows you're capable. Put your faith in God. Put your trust in God. Yeah. If God has asked you to step out on faith and do something, know that God asked you to do that for a reason. Yeah. God has already given given you the capability. To accomplish whatever it is that He has asked you to do. God knows the end from the beginning. And God has an expected end for you of good and not of evil. And whatever good work He has began in you, He is faithful to perform it. It's God that works in you. It's God that works in you. So whatever God is asking from you today, whatever whatever it is that God would have of you and out of you, know that God is with you. God, God is there for you. God said, you know, He said He would be with us to the end of the world. Whenever Jesus gave them the great commission, He said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. Whenever He gave us that commission, whenever He, He told you to do whatever it is, I don't know your calling. I don't know your purpose, your plan. God does. But I do know that God is with you. I do know that God will be with you. You're not a finished product. God is still working on you. I I haven't arrived yet. I'm still still a work in progress. God is still working on me and working in me and working through me. But I know that God is with me. For he said he would be and he cannot lie. Let every man be a liar and God be true. And so whenever he said he will be with you, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Whenever you're going through something, know that God is there with you. I'm going to make it through this because God is with me. Whatever He has commissioned you to do, whatever He has asked out of you, not only has He given you the ability, but He said, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what you go through, God is with you. God is for you. God is by your side. If we'll just understand that, if we get a hold of that concept this morning, that God is with me, God is for me. He, He's not going to leave me. He's not going to to start something in me and then abandon me. God's not going to 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 call me into something and then and then leave me high and dry. But if I'll step out on faith, God is with me. God is with me, even even to the end of the world. No matter what goes on, no matter what the future brings, God knows the end. God's already there. God hasn't expected end for me, and whatever. He has called me into whatever good work He has began in me. He's faithful to perform it. And it's God that performs it if we just give Him control. If we just allow God to work in our lives and work through us, God has has great things in store for us. So many times we limit God, though. We hold God back, though. Whatever God has promised, He will perform it. He will be with us. Amen. So Let's go back to where it all started, or, or pretty close anyways. Genesis 2 verses 1 and 2 says thus the heavens and earth were finished thus the heavens and earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made all of it was finished what God created he called it good and when God calls something good it's good when God creates something, He does it right. He made it, it was good, and He said it was finished. He rested, it was finished, it was, it was complete. We are the only unfinished work. But it doesn't mean we weren't finished at one time. When God said it was finished, it was finished. Man was perfect, He was created in the image of God, and He was, he was finished. But because of the fall of man, because of our own failures, our own mistakes... We were broken. And it takes the hand of a loving and merciful creator to make us over again. We're the only unfinished product. It's because of man that that things are in an unfinished state. But it's because it was broken. It was once finished. God said it was finished. He said it was good. This is good. It's very good. But because of the fall of man, we were broken. And it's because of that we need... The hand of a loving and merciful God to work in our lives, to, to create us again, Amen. to make us new again. I just want to speak just for a little bit this morning about that restoration, about how God restores us and God puts us back. Because God, you know, I'm not finished yet. As long as I'm walking in this flesh, I, I'm capable of failure, I'm capable of mistakes. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. The Bible says if any man says that, that he doesn't sin, he, he's a liar. You can't tell me you've never sinned. Because we're all just sinners saved by the grace of God. But we're in an unfinished state now because of the failure of man. Because of our own failures. Because of our own sins. We find ourselves in that unfinished state. Because in the beginning, God said it was finished. It's complete. It's done. This is whole and complete. This is the way it should be. But because of our failures... And we have to own up to that. We have to accept responsibility for our own actions. So many times people point the finger and they want to play the blame game and, and try to blame it on the devil and blame it on this. But, but we have to own up to our own mistakes. It's our failures. It's our mistakes. We were the ones that hung Christ on Calvary. It was because of our sins that He had to hang on Calvary. And it's only the blood of Jesus Christ that can, that can save us from those sins. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ that, that can cover us. Because He is the mediator between God and man. He is the one that that paid the price that we could be redeemed. That we could be restored. That we could have that relationship with God once more. Amen. Amen. It's only through Him. I can't do it. You can't do it. But Jesus Christ said He would. And He did. He He can make us a new creation. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ. It's only what He went through that can restore us, that can make us a finished product because we must be made new again. We must have a new birth because we were broken and we have to be broken to come to Him. We have to realize that we are broken and come to Him so that He can make us new again. So that He can make us a new creation. He paid the price for all of mankind. It was one price for all. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, poor or rich, white or black. It doesn't matter. He paid one price for everybody. And that one price was sufficient for everybody. That one price was sufficient to redeem all of mankind. But all of mankind will not be redeemed. But it's not because of Him. Because the price is sufficient. The price is sufficient. But all of mankind will not be redeemed because... We will not all associate with that price. We will not all accept that price of Calvary. The price is sufficient. He redeemed us on Calvary, He paid that price on Calvary. There's only one gospel. There's only one gospel it's death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul said, If anybody comes preaching another gospel, let him be accursed. There is no other gospel. It's so one gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But not everybody will obey the gospel. And he said you have to obey the gospel. We've got to obey the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We've got to associate with the cost of Calvary. We've got to accept the cost of Calvary into our own lives. Realize that we're broken. We're we're messed up. I'm an unfinished product and I need Calvary. Amen. I need Christ. I need him living in my life because without him I'm incomplete. I'm unwhole. I'm unfinished. I've got to have Jesus Christ. We must obey the gospel. And it's not a a natural, it's it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing this morning. I'm sure I'm I'm telling most of you nothing new. But maybe there's somebody here. I I don't know everybody here. Maybe there's somebody here that doesn't know. Maybe there's a visitor. I don't know. But we we need to understand that we must obey the gospel. We've got to, to, to die with Christ. We've got to die out to our sins through repentance. We must be buried with him. We've got to be buried with him in baptism in Jesus' name. We've got to, to obey the burial. we got to, we got to bury that old man. And we must rise again in the newness of life, just like Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We must rise again in the power of the Holy Ghost, that, that spirit that quickeneth, that spirit that makes alive. We've got to have that living spirit living inside of us. Amen. And so we, we must obey the gospel. We must obey the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the only way to do that is, is repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's that simple, church. It's that simple. It. We must associate with the cost of Calvary because we are broken. We're an unfinished product. Yeah. That because of our own failures, because of our own mistakes, we've gotta we've gotta line up with that, that price that was paid. We've got to accept that, that price into our life. Because he paid the price, and, and if the price was all it took. If that was sufficient, then everybody's saved and there's no need for us to be here this morning. Because the Bible said that, that, that He died for all. He died for everybody. So, so if there's nothing on our part, then everybody's saved and, and really it's all, it's all for naught. But we need to understand that we must obey the gospel. We've got to live in Him. We've got to live in Christ. We've got to have Him for our covering because He is that that sacrifice, that atoning sacrifice that's able to wash away our sins, that's able to bring us back to a right relationship with God. Yes, sir. We've got to have Him living inside of our life. It's, it's not sufficient just to, to believe that God exists, to believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We've got to have Him in our life, day in and day out. We've got to realize that, that I'm not a finished product. That, that even the new birth experience, that's just the beginning. He, he came to give us an expected end. Yes, he did. Not just an expected beginning, but an expected end. Yeah. They that endure to the end, yeah. the same shall be saved. Yes, sir. If you don't endure to the end, you're not going to be saved. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you believe some other way, but, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And it said, if you endure until the end... The same shall be saved. We we've got to endure that this new birth thing. It, it gets you into the kingdom, but to get, but to, but to stay to get into heaven, we've got to endure until the end. We've got to receive that crown of life. You you haven't arrived yet. You're still a work in progress. God still has something for you. God still is working in your life as long as as you are still living in this flesh. You're capable of failure. You're capable of mistakes. I'm still an unfinished product. I don't care how long you've been in church. I was, I was born and raised in church. I'm so thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for my mother. A prayer warrior mother that raised me in the truth. I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. But she can't get me to heaven. I've got to endure to the end. It, it, it doesn't matter if I'm called to be a missionary. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're called to be a pastor or a pastor's wife or, or whatever God has you called into. If you don't endure to the end. Paul said, lest when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul himself, known as one of the greatest uh, uh, apostles, uh, one of the first missionaries. Wrote 13 or 14 books of the New Testament. Wrote the majority of the books of the New Testament. But he himself said, lest when I preach to others. I myself should be a castaway," he said. "I got, I got to keep myself under submission. I got to keep myself in check. This flesh can get out of control. I got to keep it in, in check, day in, day out. I got to die daily. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. I, I've got to, I've got to live for Him. For it's, for it's not me that liveth, but it's Christ that lives in me," Paul said. He realized that that this is a daily struggle. I, I'm not a finished product. That I've got to continue until the end. I've got to keep striving. I've got to keep fighting. I've got to keep giving God control every day. I've got to keep giving God control every day. Because if I'm not careful, I'll start trying to take control back. I'll start trying to, to control things in my life. And I'll say, God, I can handle this on my own. God, I can work this situation out on my own. But if we'll give it to God. If we'll continue... Daily to surrender our walk and our life into the hand of God. Realize that I'm an unfinished product. That He is not finished with me yet. That God has something in store for me. That God has an expected end for me. We're only complete in Him. We're only complete in Him and we're only complete when He is in us. We're only complete in Him... We're only complete when He is in us. You know, God has, He said He had a a better thing for us. In in the beginning, He walked with man. But now He he dwells within man. Before man was broken, He walked with man in the garden. But He said, when I restore you, when when I build you up, when I fix you, walking with you wasn't enough. I want to dwell within you. I want to be with you day in, day out, not just the cool of the day. It's not sufficient for me to, to walk with my creation just in the cool of the day. But I want to I dwell with you day in and day out. I want to live with you. So not only does God walk with us, but He dwells within us. We must have Him inside us. We're not complete. He is the glue that binds us. He is what fastens us together because we are, we are broken. We're an unfinished product as long as we're in this, this fallen flesh. We're an unfinished product, and it takes Him to hold us together. Whenever He makes us new, it's with His own Spirit that He makes us new. It's that glue that that binds those broken pieces of that relationship between us and our Creator. It's it's the glue that holds us together. Amen? Does that make sense today? Does it make sense that God wants to fix you? God wants to, whatever's broken, whatever's messed up in your life, God wants... To fix you. Yes, he does. He's a fixer. Yes, he, is. he wants to fix us. He wants to bind us up. He wants to, to bless us and keep us. He has an expected in for us. He's got such great things in store for us. But we have to surrender control to Him. We have to realize I'm an unfinished product. That, that at one time we were finished. But we're an unfinished product. But we need Him. Because it's His blood that cleanses us from sin. It's His blood that cleanses us from sin. It's, it's His blood that makes us righteous. Yes. Righteousness means to make right. Yeah. It's like you've never done it before. It's, it's that washing away. And so it's His blood that, that washes us, yes. that makes us righteous. Yes. And it's His Spirit that makes us holy. Yes. Holiness comes from God. Amen. We cannot be holy in ourselves. We cannot be righteous in ourselves. Our righteousness is filthy rags, the Bible says. It's His righteousness. He is the one that makes us right, as if we never sinned. And it's His blood on Calvary that does that. And it's His Spirit living inside of us that makes us holy. Holiness must come from the inside out. You can never be holy from the outside in. You must be righteous from the outside in. It's it's, it's the blood, it's the baptism that, that covers us, that washes us from our sin. Because righteousness can never come from us, it must come from God. But the holiness must come from the inside out. It must come from His Spirit that gets inside of you. And it must come from the inside out. Because we are not holy. He is holy. And our holiness must come from Him. I'm going to read you a verse. Ephesians 4, verse 22 through 24. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. That's repentance. That you put off concerning the former conversation the old man. Which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Righteousness, baptism in Jesus name that washes you of your sin. You get his righteousness and true holiness. Which only comes from God. Which only comes from the spirit of God living inside of you. We must repent of our sins. Put off that old man. But we have to have that new man. Put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Genesis 1, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We were created in the image of God. Romans eight twenty nine. For whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He is not finished with us yet. You were created in the image of God, and we must be made again in the image of God. We're made again in the image of Jesus Christ. You were made in the image of God. You were made with a purpose. You were made with a calling. But we are broken and we're unfinished products this morning. But I come with a word of hope that God wants to make you in the image of Jesus Christ. That he wants to make you like to himself. Yes. He said, yes, you're broken. Yes, you've messed up, you've fallen, you make mistakes. And even after I, I've restored you, you're still capable of mistakes because I understand that you walk in this flesh. Amen. And sometimes you might slip up, you might falter and fall. But he said, I realize that you're an unfinished product, but I'm not finished with you. Yeah. Understand, I'm not finished right. with you. God's He's not cast you off this morning. You you haven't went too far. You haven't messed up too much. Because God is not finished with you. He hasn't cast you off. He's not finished with you. If you'll stand me this morning, get somebody on the music. He's wanting to restore the relationship. That was lost in the garden. Understand that man is not the only one that lost something in the garden. He, he lost the relationship with his creator. But God Almighty lost the relationship he had with his creation. And he was willing to do something to restore that relationship. We're not finished this morning. We're, it's not the end for us. But God still has something for us. We are continually in need of the redeeming power of Jesus Christ and the saving power of His blood. We are continually. As long as we are in this flesh, we will never get to a place where we can say, I don't need you. Because we need Jesus this morning. I don't care if it is your first service. I don't care if you were born and raised in the church. We still need Jesus. We are still an unfinished product. We are still striving day in and day out. To live for God and to, to measure up to the measure that God has set before us. But know that that measure is not too high. That God is not expecting some greatness out of you that, that He's not willing to give you the ability. Everything He expects out of you is first put in you. We're not finished. I'm not a finished product. He's not finished with me. But the good work that He has started. He's faithful to perform it. Though we may falter and fall, He's not finished with us. And He will continue to perfect us until the day when we're truly perfected. As His Word says, Till we come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Christ is the measure. Christ is the measure. And as long as we're in this flesh, as long as we're walking on this earth, we can never measure up to Christ. But he said that he's going to keep us. We're not finished yet, but God is is with us. God is for us. God will keep us. He's not finished with me yet. He's He's still working on me. He's still working through me. God still has a purpose and a plan and a calling for my life. And God still has a purpose and a plan and a calling for your life. He's not finished with us yet. But He has an expected in for us. He that hath began a good work in you is faithful to perform it. I want you to know that this morning. I'm going to open up these altars. If anybody would like to come and pray and would just like to draw closer to God. and Would like to, to give Him glory and give Him thanks. That Lord, you're not finished with me, Lord. That you haven't cast me off, Lord. That you still have something in store for me. That you haven't expected in for me, God. That there's greatness that I couldn't even expect, God. It's not even, do, it's not even in accordance with my expectations, God, but, but your expectations. The things that you expect for me, God. The things that you want for me. The things that you would have for me, God. I want what you have for me. Lord, work in us this morning. Lord, work in us this morning, Lord. Lord, continue to perfect us in your image, in your glory, in your likeness, Lord. Continue to work on us, Lord. Continue to work through us, God. Lord, let us be tools in your hands, God. Vessels to be used of you, Lord God. Put us back on the potter's wheel, Lord God. Remake us, reshape us, refine us, Lord. Restore us, God. Rekindle that flame in our heart, God. Lord, rekindle, Lord, that fire that's shut up in our bones, God. Stir us up, Lord God. Make us what you would have us to be, Lord God. Lord, not according to our glory, God, but according to your glory, God. Lord, let your glory shine in us, Lord. Let your glory shine through us, God. Mold us and shape us once more in your image, Lord. Lord, restore us, God. Restore us, God. Make us what you would have us to be, Jesus. Lord, work in us, God. Work on us, God. Work through us, God. Lord, touch us this morning, God, and make us what you would have us to be, Lord. In Jesus.